This is CliffCentral.com. At Sibanye, we believe leaders are made, not born. We also believe we can create a sustainable legacy by helping to develop tomorrow's leaders today. We are proud of our partnership with the Leadership Platform and will continue to support leaders who are committed to growing our country. Sibanye, we are one. Visit us on sibanyegold.co.za. Welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform, and I am your host, Bongani Tau. This Youth Leadership Platform is brought to you by Sibanye. We are one. Today we're coming to you live from TM Litlake Secondary School. And kindly note, before we go any further, that the views and opinions expressed by the persons participating in the Youth Leadership Program hosted by Leadership Platform are those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent the opinions or views of Sibanye Gold Limited. Sibanye is not liable for any damage, loss, or liability of whatsoever nature and however arising. With me on the panel, uh, joining us um, on the panel today, um, very lovely learners and uh, a teacher from uh, the secondary school itself. And I'd like them to, to introduce themselves. So we'll start... To my left, I have a very lovely young woman, very opinionated. Um, I guess that's why she's part of the panel. Um, I'm anxiously looking forward to hearing um, what she has to contribute. Would you kindly introduce yourself? Uh, greetings to all. I am Koliso Mujeso from TM Litake Secondary School, and I'm part of this panel. Thank you very much. And we have a lovely gentleman to my left as well. Uh, greetings to all. My name is Unati Boy from TM Litake Secondary. Thank you very much. Greetings to all. My name is Sivuenda Bezandile, and I'm from Tiam Litake. Good day, everyone. I'm Mr. Mabunda, the educator at Tiam Litake Secondary School. Thank, Thank you. you very much uh, for introducing yourselves. So the, the youth leadership program um, from the leadership platform in conjunction with uh, Sibanye is, is a driving vehicle for, for change, really that hosts the narratives that are affecting the youth in and around the surrounding areas where um, Sibanya Gold Mine is, is, is situated. And today, some of the topics that we'll be discussing are child-headed families, um, how that affects um, the students from learning, unemployment in families, orphanages, lack of role models in school, gangsterism, suicides, and peer pressure. And to start it off nicely, we will begin with how child-headed families, how that um, impacts on the learning of the students, um, specifically in, in, in high schools. So we will have Oliswa um, to be the first to speak on this. Well, before I start, I'd like to f uh, focus on the uh, problems and challenges that these child-headed families face before we can start by telling uh, uh, us on how it impacts their education because charity begins at home and all these problems begin at home before they take them to school. So one of the problems that these children face is food security. They depend on donations, collections, and sometimes they are not enough and they don't uh, get through each and every time they need them. They go they starve and uh, we know that uh, no child can uh, actually study on a hungry stomach and also 
it's not only about um, them being parents at home. It's also about them living with those people that are not able to meet their needs halfway, to meet what they need each and every day, to go to school, to learn, to actually grab what they need from school. And also uh, that contributes to the elderly people who are caregivers at home. And the psychosocial support. Ladies and gentlemen, we must understand that when a child is mentally disturbed, each and everything in the body breaks down. It starts from the mind. If you're not healthy in the mind, your body cannot de- your, your body cannot be healthy. Your mind cannot be healthy. So the the mentality that uh, children from head headed uh, families face each and every day is that they are not mentally well because they are emotionally disturbed, they are physically abused, they they face challenges that uh, they are not free to talk about, and mostly it impacts their education because you cannot study and. Uh, try to learn at the same time you have you are emotionally not being well and uh it affects our education as uh secondary learners because one uh their marks decrease each and every year especially when they're not getting help mm-hmm. so our solutions can be our solution can be training young uh people to be caregivers we do know we know that we can volunteer to be caregivers but sometimes it's because we can't we don't have the awareness we don't have the programs that allow us to actually give them our ability to help them so we as communities do give back but do the young people give back enough to be caregivers we need to train these young people to learn how to uh, start being caregivers from school to so they can take it back to their community so they can take it back to those children and their homes so they can learn how to only not only give but to care for those who are around them as they are their peers we share them we share with them the same area the same community we must uh, care on how they or perform in their schoolwork mm-hmm. and also addressing the needs of elderly caregivers we do know that uh, sometimes they live with people who are disadvantaged they do not have the ability they uh, sometimes have disabilities so these people cannot actually care for them but if we address the needs of these people each and every day not only to the government but to the community itself to the schools itself to the each and every um, campaign company brands that are around us helping these people if we address their their needs and they, those needs are taken into consideration we can at least meet these children halfway on other for them to perform well in school and do better mm. in the future that's that sets the the foundation of our conversation which you 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 mentioned some very powerful and insightful uh, points there about how when a, when a child um, has not eaten when they don't have um, enough at home yes. that impacts on their psychological well-being Emotional and otherwise, right? Yes. And their marks start to decrease because they're thinking about things outside the scope of just education. Yes. They need to think about um, their families back at home. Yes. So I think, you know, having 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 a, a an elderly uh, person as part of the of the panel, we we would love to to hear some of um, what what his um, opinion is on on on, on this matter. Um, having set the foundation like this. Yes, Bongani, you are right. Uh, as elderly people, as teachers, we experience this as well. Okay. Learners will come late at school. Learners won't focus. Learners will struggle with their education. But uh, we have systems which we, 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 the Department of Education has provided for us, the school-based support, support team, which is looking at all these challenges which we're facing. But uh, it is not enough. 
meaning we as a school, we need to do more in terms of assisting these learners. But that team we're speaking about is taking care of most of these challenges. Although not all challenges are coming to school so that we can address, but most of them we are able to address at, at, at school. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we have uh, the feeding scheme at school. Some of this stuff which we, we have as for feeding scheme has be, been given to these learners so that they can feed themselves at home. That is one way of trying to alleviate this challenge. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bongan. So with, with, with some of the students that are coming to school late and because of certain responsibilities that they are taking care of, some which they shouldn't be taking care of, what are, what are some of um, the solutions? Um, having mentioned that there is a body of, of sorts that's, yes. that's allocated to addressing or discussing and deliberating issues like these, what are some of the things that can be done to help students like those? Uh, that is a serious challenge for a school which is uh, lo- located in an area of this nature, which is financially not uh, well, mm-hmm. which doesn't have a transport of its own. It's a serious challenge because we need to go and try to assist these learners to ensure that they come early. But we cannot go to all the, the, the families to en- ensure that those learners are coming early. That is a serious challenge. If maybe we can get assistance, Sibanyi is here, they can assist in terms of ensuring that uh, uh, the school is financially well. And uh, then we can move in terms of addressing that problem. Say, say a sponsor was to come on board a, a particular company that wanted to help the school. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you think that a company um, would come in and, and chip in and help the school? In, in for them to be able to be better equipped at solving such uh, problems. Okay. Uh, trans- transportation is one. We have a scholar transport, which is uh, picking up learners from different areas. But uh, that one doesn't address the problem of the learners, which, which should be attended directly. It doesn't affect it because learners are staying in families, when the time for them to come to school, they are still busy addressing the needs mm. of their families. Mm. So this needs to be taken care of directly to say at this time, this learner is still busy to addressing this certain challenge, like uh, taking the siblings to, to crash or to the primary school. After that, that particular learner should come to school. And that becomes a challenge because time is not on, on, the, si- on the side of this learner. This learner needs to prepare for himself for himself then assist the siblings to, to, to do the same in terms of going to school or to the crash. Uh, the challenge becomes time in that, in, that, in that particular moment. So if the scholar transport is used, that scholar transport will go to a pickup point by the time which the learner is not yet there. So it means there, is, there should be another transport hmm. who will pick these learners who are not able to reach the pickup point at a particular time. So it, pros- it poses as a problem on top of a problem yes. that's, that's, that's trying to yes. be addressed. What, what about from, from the learners? What, what are some of the emotional um, supports that you feel that the school can, can initiate or help you in any way um, for, for, for these students to be able to cope with the pressures of hitting families at such a young age? Um, as uh, learners, we must understand that we have a mentality of those 
of saying that child-headed families are mostly failing in, in education, I can say. But uh, the help that can be provided to these kids is by counseling in schools. We, we do know that our teachers know us well because we spend most of the times with them. But they also know the challenges that we face through our results. When we, when she sees that uh, she, uh, that person was doing well, right now her marks are decreasing, mm. she will wonder what's the problem. So if um, counseling is given to teachers, a skill of counseling and knowledge to counseling, so that they can counsel these learners independently on education in school, trying to point out what's really the problem and the, the impact of um, the failing in their education, it can be more easier because if a social workers were implemented into our schools. Yes, they are there. There are um, education-based uh, campaigns who help us with those, but they are not necessarily teachers. But if it's necessarily a teacher, it's going to be more simpler for her or him to address the challenge uh, directly because she spends most of the time with this learner. Yeah. So a more holistic approach to education and teaching and learning. Yeah. So not only taking care of the syllabus of of the students but also looking beyond that mm -hmm. and nurturing the child beyond just giving them um information for them to grasp so that they can be able to pass a grade yes, okay yeah, what, so. what about you gentlemen what 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 are what are some of your sentiments on on, on this particular subject uh, the topic that i've chosen not just a topic but the thing that i see happening on our schools gangsterism has occurred if the, the I feel like the department is failing us because they only focus on the curriculum. Because oh. they only focus on the curriculum and the way of teaching and studying. But they, they are not focusing on our safety. They deploy CPFs to be our securities. But our school is in a, a community where they know that gangsterism is rated higher. <laughs> so... When I exit my home in the morning, I tell my mom that I'm going to school. But it tends to be a surprise when after school I'm coming back at home with a blue eye. I mean, a school is where we spend most of our time, where we must feel safer, where every child is on a mission with a vision. We want to change the lives of our families. We want to change where we come from. We want to turn our lives into better ones. But... We can't do that if we are banking school because we are afraid of the police at school. We want the, the security to be tightened up at our schools. We want armed security at our, at our schools. If you can go to a Model C school and stand outside the gate for 30 minutes, an EPR van will stop by and ask you what do you want at that school. But come to a public school in a community and stand for more than five hours. No one will come and ask you what do you want. And that, can, uh, and that puts our lives in danger. The CPF members are our mothers and fathers. We want them to work. We want them to be employed, but not at the cost of our lives. They are, I mean, they are too old to, to be our securities. And we want armed securities on our gates. There are people who are mentally disturbed uh, in our communities. They can come in any time with guns and demand girls to go with them. No one will stop that particular person. Hmm. Uh, what we demand a student is security at our schools. Uh. So changing the, the narrative uh, a bit and moving into, into a different um, topic of safety now in schools. So at the backdrop of that, you, you, you're speaking about the, the level of security in a public school versus a private school. 
and how in public schools it's, it's failing the learners because a lot of the time you have to fear for your safety. When you leave your house, then you've, you've got safety concerns. You don't know what's going to happen on your way to school or back from school. Yes. What are some of the challenges that this has posed in this particular school? from experiences that um, have been shared. Um, Olisa, you, you, you'd like to, to jump in on that? Well, the challenges that we face are um, on the point of um, security not being tightened. Uh, firstly, we have a lot of bullies in our schools. Okay. And uh, for the security to be so weak at this point, <laughs> it is giving them an advantage, uh, a, a motive that um, we can go to the school and uh, start bullying kids. Nobody will stop us. We the, those people at the gates don't have the the power and the say in what we do. But if, as he says, that uh, if securities were more tightened in our schools, it would be more easier. It, it it would be more harder. Sorry, I meant it would be more harder for these people to reach our learners. But now they reach them very easily because from. Uh, Time to time, they can come to school, stand there, wait for them to come out, and then the whole uh, gangsterism and bullying starts. And it's a very major challenge in our schools because it causes so many different problems uh, emotionally to our learners, um, educationally, and it, it even has uh, something to do with health because they, they get physically and emotionally abused by these people. So if we can't stop them at a specific level of from the gate, we cannot stop them if they are in our classrooms. It has to start from where they enter when they come to school. They enter at the gate. So if we can't deal with this matter right there, they can, if they can enter at the gate with arms and knives and, and everything that they are carrying that is very dangerous, it's going to be hard for us to stop them when they are in classrooms or around the area in our school. Mm. Thank you very much for that. Do you think, I'll, I'll ask this question, um, but you, you, can, you can go on with your, your sentiments and then um, get into this question. Do you think that handling or tightening security at the gate w is, is tackling the problem head on? Is it addressing the real issue here? Is the issue really about what happens at the gate um, other than the students themselves? Because, you know, you, if, you, if you look at a student that's very problematic... It stems from somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And tightening the security, does it really help that student? Do you really understand the student um, themselves to, to really curb this? Or how is it going to help? How, how, how is this going to help? Is it going to tackle the, the, the issue head on? Uh, firstly, we're talking about the school, an institution of learning. But when you come to the community, we must first check where the, where the child comes from. Okay the home that the particular child comes from, how they do things. Maybe a child will come from a family whereby the father is abusing the mother, and that child will take that anger and put it inside him. When he reaches school, he takes it out on other students. Mm. So this, this, is, this is a problem beyond just tightening security. It's about the, 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 the students themselves. It is beyond tightening tightening security, it is beyond what we can uh, control, but we are trying to limit the mentality of children that I can go with school to school with a knife. Okay. I can go to and I can enter the gate mm. with alcohol. I can enter the gate mm. with uh, something that is dangerous to not only the learners, but the, the whole school at large. Mm. We are not saying that tightening security will face the, the, the problem head on, but we have to also think that our learners are 
have the mentality that if I can just pass that gate inside the school, whatever happens will be controlled by the teachers. Mm. And we cannot put this burden on only teachers. We as learners, we as the youth and the youngsters of today, we must uh, try to not only help them, but meet them halfway at solving problems like this, like gangsterism. We must not only say uh, the teachers must uh, tighten, the teachers must be strict, the teachers must do this, the government must do this. No, we must just... uh, uh, Think out of the box. Make talk talk shows for these people. Uh, Actually help them to find uh, uh, better people in them because we we do know that uh, some of them are violent, as he said. It's uh, about where this child comes from or, Mm. as we say, that charity begins at home. But at some point, that person needs uh, emotional counseling. Talking uh, can help a a child from a very violent uh, home to find a better person in himself, change himself. So if we as teenagers can join together, talk to these people, approach them as we are youngsters, we understand each other. The language is similar. The way we do things is similar. So if we talk to them head on, what's your problem? What causes you to do this? Mm. And how can we help you? I think it would be more effective and it would be facing the the, 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 the problem head on, not only tightening security, but also helping these kids. I want you to, to hold that thought. And I want to rope in the teacher here and hear your sentiments, sir. And we'll come back to, to the students because I think you, you've raised a very powerful point, Police, in, in, in saying that the, the students themselves, they have a, a social responsibility. You know who, are the, who the culprits are, right? And you can be able to speak to them, even if not just speaking to them, but you can help the teachers identify those different students so that they are helped individually, right? So, sir, what, 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 are, your, what, are, what are your sentiments on this? Uh, this is a, a serious challenge which we're facing as a school. Uh, our major challenge is that we don't address this properly. Okay. That is the major challenge. Uh, we punish the learners who are committing these crimes instead of speaking to them. And she mentioned that uh, if people are skilled in counseling, it will be better. Unfortunately for us, we are not skilled in that. So we implement police. And police says if a, if Elena commits a crime, you need, to, you need to implement this type of a police. Like you suspend Elena, and suspending Elena doesn't solve the problem. The problem emanates because gangsterism will always be there until we remove it from the inside of people, from the minds of people. And removing that from the minds of people is when we talk to them. Mm. If they understand why they are at school, it will be better. Unfortunately for us, we, we want to punish them. The more we punish them, we make them worse. The, yes, the problem. That increases. is the problem. Yes. What, what are some of the things that can be done? Because I think, you know, from, from some students, talking from experience, I've been a student myself, some of them suffer from depression, ADD, ADHD, yes. which are topical taboos in mm. black communities. Mm. And no one wants to talk about them, one. No one wants to even address those issues. But these are some of the issues that the kids really have. Some of them, it's clinical. They need to see a doctor. They need to have the proper medication to control their hormones and their chemicals in in, in their brains. What more can be done so that we identify some of those things and get them that proper help that they need? Uh, Education is one of them. You need to educate our own learners. 
they can educate themselves as peers and they will understand each other because they will be talking the same language at the same level. If they educate themselves, they will be able to speak up. And when they speak, they might identify the problems which they are, which affects them on a daily basis. And by the identification, they will be able to, to, to take a further step to say, I need a, an assistant in, in relation to this. And we, as educators, we know whom to consult in terms of those assistants. That will be better. We need to speak about these things. We need to educate ourselves about these things. And speaking up will assist. Can we challenge the, the departments as well? Because there's, there's a lot of public, uh, publicly funded uh, places where such children, for instance, that are suffering from major depression, from certain emotional dilemmas that they have at home, can go and receive the proper help that they need. Yes, the department can be involved. They can be in, engaged so that they can be part of the solution. So can we put this on, on the school governing body and the teachers to take it up with them so that the students can have avenues to deal with the issues, one of which being this particular one that we're talking about? Actually, all the stakeholders which are involved in a school should sit and talk about these things mm. so that from one forum, all people are having one and common understanding mm. on how to deal with these issues. So you wanted to, to um, be part of the conversation and share your sentiments. What, what are some of your thoughts? Uh, I would like to, uh, to thank this moment I've, given, I've been given. The most uh, common thing that we don't notice mm-hmm. as much is checking the backgrounds of the learners, okay. mostly. You can see as if uh, we are always uh, friends, you know, we always come to chill. But then sometimes there are those who can afford those particular things, mm-hmm. you see. So that gave us that kind of pressure, that, which is uh, I would like to introduce this topic of peer pressure. All the, like, the most problems that we're facing as a community, yes. it all starts on peer pressure because, okay. like, like, have you ever been told that you, your hair is not right and, like, your style is not fashionable? It, it doesn't, like, I don't understand how can I put it, but then, like, it seems like more like they give you that low self-esteem yes. personality. Mm-hmm. Even though you were high, you were destined to be, do great things or mm-hmm. play an important part uh, in the society, but then they just, Broke your your ego or something, your yeah. Your confidence just break it. Then like you become, you think of a lot of things. You can do anything. Anything can can come up. You can think of killing yourselves, and uh, worst behaviors like those kind of uh, tragic behaviors, like gangsterism, as one of them, can occur. You see, like that's what that was my input mostly. Okay, so peer pressure is one of those contributing factors that. The students need to watch out for, the parents need to watch out for, the teachers need to watch out for as well. Because some of the students are, in fact, hurt by other students in the school that they start behaving the way they behave. What what, what can the students themselves do? Because I, I find that, you know, with a lot of the problems that we have as societies, we like having someone to be responsible for the solution. We like someone else to come in and help. But what can the students do about this? I think uh, being supportive and understanding. Okay. It's one of the best. Because people will come from different backgrounds. You seeing me uh, having a, a Rolex on my wrist 
doesn't make a difference. But God created in the same way, created us in the same way, which that makes no one different. Only the style or standard that uh, we are living, mm-hmm. yeah, makes us differ. So there should be respect amongst respect students and teachers. The, that, that's the most thing, like, that can make discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone can know their standard. Not judging others, like, because you can't afford, so we, we should, we can't hang out with you. Like, those kind of things can really, uh, break someone's confidence. So I think learners can contribute towards those, like, those peer pressure things by giving you support, even though they can see that you cannot afford. Let them make compromise from their own and make you someone else. Even though they can see that you cannot make it, mm. but to give you that spirit can make a difference. So they, they force you to live a life that is not who you really are. Yes. Because you want to impress them. You want to do those things that they feel are cool to do at a particular point in time. Yes. Mm. Mostly, uh, things that we do in order for us to be seen as like we are the most grown ups, which is a challenge. I think it's drugs. Drugs are the most thing that is taking over uh, SA youth most of the times because we're using drugs in order to be recognized. We want to be recognized so that we can be taken in by different groups. They try to change our, ident- our identity. But then, like, I always say that uh, we always try to disguise ourselves to people, not who we are. Mm-hmm. Ne? But then, at the end of the day, we end up that we disguise ourselves that our inner peace or inner person like that person inside of you always trying to talk to you doesn't recognize you yeah you you no longer know yourselves anymore like when you look at yourself in the mirror you can see that there's a lot of change in me Mm. i am not what i am but i'm trying to be who i am but then people always try to to discourage people in very different ways Mm. so i think so now, before um, Mr. Mabunda jumps on, I think another challenge that we can pose to the students themselves, you spoke about background, the importance of teachers understanding students' backgrounds. Now, I'm thinking about uh, Mr. Mabunda here, who has about 40 kids, plus, minus, give or take, um, in a classroom. He's got assignments, he's got homework, he's got classwork, he's got tests to mark. And on top of that, trying to understand every single one of the 40 different kids. How about the students themselves? We challenge them, and we continually do so, for them to speak up, to grab a teacher that they feel comfortable talking to about what they're going through in their lives, so that it makes it more easier for the, for, for, for the teachers to recognize, and we can start moving towards a solution. How about that? I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Probably, I don't think. I know it's a good thing. Yeah. Yes, because these kind of things they need a an elderly inside of us. Like I cannot take my personal problems. Tell my friends. My friend will go like spread the word around, but then will not put it in a good way. Yeah. Obviously, it will be a negative way, depending on how's my friend personality. So talking to an older person, like you feel free, like you feel like okay. I found God in, like, in earth. Okay. Yeah, you just expose your problems and tell him or her, how do you feel? All the things, like, you face as a young one. And I think our friends as well, you, you'd agree with me that they're not experienced enough 
to know what to do in, in particular instances. And a lot of the times, when we tell our friends about our problems, they're the ones that suggest drugs. They're the ones that suggest, and you need to start hanging around with girls. You need to at least have two or three, you know, to, you know, yes. to, to live a very comfortable life. But, um, so you wanted to, to weigh in on the matter. Yes, uh, I wanted to say uh, most learners are putting themselves on the spotlight. And the moment the learner puts himself or herself on the spotlight, then the problem starts. Uh, I am of this nature, and I want to live with the people of this nature. Then attraction of problems starts there. Mm. Then that is when they will group themselves to become a gang, because there was peer pressure, which was saying to them, move with this type of people. And they will be moving, doing wrong things. If you are a gang, I like a gang which will be saying we are the gang for the best. There are those gangs. We are saying we are the gang and we want to achieve the best. Yeah. When, you, when you, you go for the results, we should be number one. Mm. We are the gang. We are five and we are competing among ourselves. If one is in a, in a certain grade and others are in, in a different grade, I'm, I, I should be number one in that grade. And I will be boost, I will be boosting about myself to my friends who are, who are my gang mm. for education. Not gang for drugs, not gang for moving with knives, not gang for doing wrong things. Mm. No, no, not that gang. So the moment Elena puts himself on a spotlight, then that attracts problem. Unfortunately, they don't know themselves. That is the major challenge. The moment they can know themselves that this is what I want in life and I won't change by anything or whatever, that, that, that would be a solution. Mm. They should know themselves. If they know themselves, they will know their purpose at school and that cannot be shifted. So if they don't know themselves, they will be blown like by wind, like paper. Mm. When the winds goes to the north, you go to the north because the wind is going to the north. And when they change direction, you change. Change direction with it. And so you lose yourself in, 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 the, in the process. You won't reach your destination. Mm. You won't reach your destination. Mm. Thanks. So the very same weapon of peer pressure and mixing with um, a particular crowd and being a clique mm -hmm. can be negative as well, can be positive. Can be positive, When yes. you use it the right way, it benefits a lot of people. You achieve. So now you spoke about learners understanding themselves. Mm. Now, I know from myself as well mm -hmm. that that takes time. Yeah. You can probably even reach metric and post metric and you're mm. still trying to figure out who you are. Yeah. Now, you know, it's, it's kind of a segue into the next uh, topic that we uh, want to discuss. What do you think would be then a role of a role model or the importance rather of having a role model in school to help you in such situations? Uh, role models are, are needed. Because many people, I mean, role models are serving as mirrors. Mm. When I look at this person, I want to be like this person. Yes. Although he, he or she might be having qualities which I don't have, I may work on that so that I become this person. And I don't like to disappoint this person. Mm. That is the main thing. Uh, if this person has achieved, I want to achieve by always, by all means. Mm. And I won't like to disappoint this person. Mm. I like the children who are choosing their parents as role models. There are those learners who are choosing their own parents as role models. Mm. 
and this is assisting in terms of ensuring that this these learners are not doing wrong things. Yes. Because they don't want to disappoint their parents. They are always having role models mm. every time next to them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up just a little bit. So I'm going to have the students um, in the panel to state who their role models are and why. And we'll start with Oliso. Well, basically, my role model is my mom. Okay. Uh, firstly, she's one of a kind. She's just a, a woman. I don't know how her personality came about because she's just wonderful. Mm. She's uh, supportive. She's uh, She thinks out of the box. She has a plan for everything, a vision for everything, a mission for everything, a solution for each and every challenge that I face. She's always there. She's always giving and so kind so i i I wish to be like her sounds like a super mom Uh, so (laughs) much (laughs) i wish to be like her i wish to see myself in that stage where i look back and i say wow i've achieved so much i've seen so much but yet through i here i am i'm standing standing tall and still going on so my role model is my mom Hmm. powerful my role model is dr quentin buisen close chief chief whip of the eff i'm into politics too much Okay, and it, I think this is a chance to thank my parents for being with me, not just saying we are young and, and into politics. Can't you see politics is a dirty match? I'm ready for that dirty match. A child is believed that when a child is born, it, it is folding a fist. They are saying you are folding your gift or your talent, but I say that child is ready to fight the dirty battles of the world. Mm. So my fists are ready to fight the political. I think. Mm. That's very, that's very, very, very insightful. I would say my role model is my mom. Uh, most people say, well, will say that maybe it's because I had her. But then I have my story to tell. Okay. My mother raised us as a single parent. Okay. We are five and I'm the last born. My father was an abusive person. Hmm. He, he always beat my mom like until she faints or go off through like we were still young maybe three years or four years but I still have flashbacks I still remember those memories and I thought one day I was like okay my mother managed to get out in that situation and made it now I can afford each and everything I need not exactly what I want but I need I don't go to bed hungry I don't go to school wearing some, uh, I don't know how to, to say it, but then... In rags. In you rags, see, like, so to speak, yeah. Thank you, Sam. She is my role model because she conquered everything. Bad, good, and she is that person I want to, like, is the most person I know in the world who is the strongest in my own side. She is the best mom ever. Superior mom, as you said. Hmm. Everything I need, I get it. Because of her love mm. and her strength, I would like to thank that moment. Mm. Uh, Bongani, it is important for everyone to have role, a role model. Yes. Very important. Uh, if a person doesn't have a role model, sometimes the person doesn't know what that person is living for. Yes. And the person needs to know what that person is living for. I'm having five children, uh, three boys, two girls. Mm. And my role models are my two girls. (laughs) (laughs) 
because when I when I I reach home, they come to me. Even if I'm stressed or tired, they will help me relieve my stress. Wow. Sure. Oh, those 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 are very powerful and insightful. Powerful and very insightful experiences. Thank you very much um, for sharing that. So now, you, you've stated, all of you, um, what you admire about the, the people that you look up to. What is that one lesson that, you know, I, I know there's, there's, there's probably millions of lessons that you've learned from them, but what is that one highlight lesson that you can think of that you've learned from that particular person that you admire or is your role model in this instance? Um, my one big major lesson that I learned from my mom is to never give up. Um, she's, she's just always so strong and I don't know where she gets this mentality of, uh, nothing is impossible. Yes, nothing is impossible. Everything is possible only if you believe. But my one lesson that she gave me is to never give up because after all that she's been through, if, uh, I was her, I think I'd be dead right now mm. or somewhere where I don't want to see myself. But she's there uh, going through, pulling through, being successful. So it shows that she doesn't give up. She has hope for everything and mm. she's the most uh, amazing mom you could ever get. And, and that's probably something that you're going to uphold for the rest of your life. Yes. Um, every odd that's placed in your way, uh-huh. you're going to think that there's a light at, 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 at the end of the tunnel. Yourself? What I, what I learned from Dr. Quentin is that many people get a chance or a chair in parliament and they forget about school. But he didn't forget about school. He was both into politics and into school. He's now a doctor by profession. I mean, mm. that's a good thing. That's what I want. I don't want... I don't want to be just a politician, but I know what I want by profession. Mm. So Dr. Quentin didn't just quit school, but he continued. I mean, that's, he's young and into politics. He's a doctor by profession. He's, like my teacher said, a role model is a mirror of yourself. Yeah. And that's who I am. And, you, you know, it's a, it's a very interesting, it's very interesting that you'd say that because you, you think about the State of the Nation address and everything that's happening in Parliament. So it's safe to say that with the example that Mbuise Nilozi, for, for instance, is having on the youth and yourself, the, the, the influence that you're going to have, is going to breed a kind of leadership that is educated and will move away from a lot of what we're seeing, corruption, the childish behavior in Parliament as well. And our funds will be handled in a way that educated people would handle our funds. That's very powerful. The most, oh, sorry. What I've learned about my role model is my mom always tells me that uh, I'm going to put it in my in Kosa okay. and translate it later. Tanam ubolinda. Okay. What she means is be patient. You will get what you want when the time is right. Okay. That tells me something else that even when she was in that situation, she waited and believed that there is always light at the end of the tunnel. So that always gives me that I'm, I've made it like a slogan of my life. Whenever when I feel down, like feeling of giving up all my dreams and all such of things. But when I think of that, 
And like, when I think of her story, I make it mine. Mm. That inspires me. That mm. makes me go further than beyond. and mm. makes me believe that there's nothing can stop me. With that thing, like that little words, I believe that they can change somebody's life. Not only mine, but patience is the best thing. It will happen when it's supposed to happen mm. at the right time, at the right place. It might not happen now, but then God knows why. Time is of the essence. Thank you. Uh, it is important for a person to have a, a role model, like I mentioned, because your role model will always have something positive for you in store. The moment you are in a situation, that role model will come in. Look at your face, even if you didn't mention anything. That person will say what you want at that particular time. And you'll have your freedom. You'll have your peace. You'll have your joy. You'll have your life. So now, having role models, I think we've established how important that is. It helps with the purpose, it helps with the vision, it helps with the essential lessons that the students need to have. I mean, looking at um, your life and your experience, um, you, you think that when everything was happening at the time that it was happening, how could you look at life and think there will be a light at the end of the tunnel? Because all of that is happening and it's day after day and it's months and everything is just happening and you have to deal with school as well but your mom your shining armor of a mom has taught you that with the right amount of patience the prologue of prudence by the way you can be able to pull through anything Amen. so how can as students you have role models right yes. how can you as students be the kind of role models that or play the, the part and role that your role models played in your lives, in other students' lives? You know, as kids or teenagers, I can say, we always come to talk, and we have that personal talk sometimes. And you might, be, I'm, I'm, you might think like I'm telling my sob story because I want something from you. Mm. But let me tell you something. God, in fact, let me stop about God, but let me take about the reality of life. My story is one of the best in order if you can look at it in a positive way, not in a negative way. Seeing me in that situation, I've conquered all. I don't have anything, like, I can say that I have everything I need. You should take that and make it your own story in order to inspire you. Look at me. I'm a free person to tell everything I need to say. I, I always tell my story every day. So you should look at it as if it is a challenge. It will pass when the time is right. Mm. So I think that that's all I can say before I run everything else. Okay. Thank you. So sharing your story, people should look at your story and draw positivity out of it and learn that principle of patience to to pull through whatever they'll be going through in their lives. Yes. How can you be the role model that Mbuise Nijlozi has been to you, to other kids? Firstly, what I learned from Mbuise is that he, he always accept challenges and conquer them all. You can ask my classmates, I always say one thing, I was born to destroy. <laughs> so if anything stands in my way, I'll destroy it because that's what I was born to do. That's all I can say. 
So positively destroy though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Koliswa, <laughs> we can have you as well. Well, one thing I'd like to say on how to become uh, or play the part of your role model is to not, we're not saying you should uh, change the, the yourself, you should change your personality, you should be somebody else. No, we're saying you should take in positive uh, things that your role model does that you also would like to do to other people. So we as students should not only take the things that our role models do, but we should also take the things that they achieved and how they dealt with certain problems because we think suicide as well. We, we, we deal with many things violently so. But um, as we look up to a role model, you know that uh, your role model does things positively so. So we must uh, uh, teach ourselves as... Uh, students to deal with things more in a calmer situation, think about them, digest them first, and then when you act towards that challenge or that problem, know that you're going to act in a positive manner that's going to benefit uh, each and every sector of whatever problem you're facing. That you're facing. All right. Yes. So we have um, someone to join the, the, the panel and, and contribute as well. So I'd like you to introduce yourself and say your piece. Okay, um, good day everyone. I am Bonas Poseto and I'm one of the students from TMD Target. I just want to ask a question on your point about um, on about role models. If I heard you right, Kalisa, you said that um, your mother, what you learned from your mother is that you never give up on what you want and no matter how tough the situation is. So as a young person, you also do have, you, you also do you have your problems and challenges that you face in your life right yes. so if you see that the how do you cooperate with a challenge that you see that is beyond you and and do you think that you get no solution of it you think you got no ways to do and it's what you think it it's it's something to do with your personal things how do you cooperate with that um firstly i'd like to say um talking solves everything it might seem impossible, as I'm saying it right now, but talking about certain stuff that uh, you deal with helps uh, in, a, in, a, in a very uh, muscular way. You're not going to believe it because when you talk about something that's uh, amus uh, abusing you uh, physically, emotionally, you are actually relieving yourself from, a, from the problem, giving yourself time to heal and uh, not taking all the advice that you get from people, but picking up what you think will be best for you in the future, what you think will be best for you, solving that problem. So for me, what my mom actually taught me is to never give up on finding solutions, to always find something positive on whatever everybody is trying to say in it and picking it up, even if that person didn't put it in a particular way that you should understand, but try to turn it in your point of view in, to benefit you in your own advantage that, okay, what she was trying to say is to teach me to be patient and to always deal with things head on. So find a responsible adult and speak and you'll find the help that you need. Um, introduce yourself and say your piece. Afternoon ladies and gentlemen, my name is Zinkle Happiness Mbeu and I'm going to briefly put a point on what has already been said by okay. My fellow students. Yes. yes. Um, I think as also as we are students of tomorrow and futures of tomorrow, we 
are so hateful to each other to an extent that we hate competition with all passion that we have, especially if you are a child who comes from a private institution going to a public institution. It always affects you as a well-being person because you're unable to express yourself and be to the level that the people expect you to be. And we are always criticizing each other of what you are and what you're not going to be tomorrow. As I personally have experienced that, I've told myself that in life, in whatever circumstances I come across, I am who I am because I'm a prideful person who knows that the enthusiasm that's inside me is based on what color of a person that I am and what establishments that I have in future. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. We have time for just one more contribution, and then we'll have to wrap things up. Greetings, all. Okay. Greetings to all. I go by the name of Moyes Kenneth Limba. I'm also a learner from TM Secondary School. What I'm going to do is about I'm going to add to this thing of gangsterism and how about its solution. What I was thinking is this: to increase the to decrease this number of gangsterism at our schools. Why can't we hire our own parents? And those, there's also this thing that calls patrols that uh, travels at night to to decrease the number of criminals. Ne? What I was liking to do or to say is to how can't we hire them and ask at the Department of Safety? How about we, why can't we ask for one van and also those parents that must go to the gates, our school's gates, to search each and every learner three times a day, which is that will be at the morning, evening, and afternoon. Okay? So, before they enter the school, they must be searched that there won't be any disturbance for schools. There won't be any crime at school. There won't be any drugs at school to decrease that number. Mm. Thank you. All right. Um, so we'll give it to Mr. Mabunda to just give us your concluding remarks, and that's all we have time for for today. Uh, I would like to say thanks very much for this opportunity for the school, uh, for the learners, I mean, because they are exposed to a real-life situation. Uh, before we came here, we, we spoke about this, and we said... We need to take this further. It should not be for the few of us, but if possible, we need to ensure that the whole school is uh, reaching this information by putting ourselves on the spotlight for the good reasons. We need to put ourselves on the spotlight for the best. We need to put us on the spotlight for the positive outcome. Uh, Sivanya Gold, thank you very much. Uh, the Department of Education, thank you very much. The radio station, thank you very much. I believe we'll learn and we'll, we'll, we'll achieve our goals. Thank you. Thanks a lot uh, to TM Liklake for allowing us to, TM Liklake Secondary School for allowing us to come to your school and to have these important uh, conversations. We hope and pray that the students will take it upon themselves to be very active in addressing these issues and not look to anyone to solve any of the problems. We'd like to thank Sibanye Gold 
uh, Sibanye rather, uh, we'd like to thank the leadership platform and Cliff Central. This youth leadership platform was brought to you by Sibanye. We are one. I am a South African. I carry the hopes and dreams of my country and the generations to come. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanye, we believe the future of our country will be defined by our actions today, which is why we are committed to the development of our leaders. Sibanye, we are one. Visit us on sibanyegold.co.za. This is cliffcentral.com.